the law school of america today's lesson will play uninterrupted right after a brief message from our sponsor this episode is brought to you by shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell with shopify you'll harness the same intuitive features trusted apps and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/tech all lowercase that's shopify.com/tech fortune films v devonand in fortune films v devonand the court had to decide whether an artist's work in the film would be entitled to protection as falling within the definition of a work protected by copyright it was observed by the court that the artist's performance does not constitute either an artistic work or a dramatic work as conceptualized under the act. The act does not recognize the performance of an actor as constituting a work which is subject to protection under the Copyright Act. However, the position has changed with the recognition of performers' rights via an amendment in 1994. Neha Basin Vyanand Raj This case addressed the question of what would constitute a live performance. The court observed that every performance has to be live in the first instance whether it is before an audience or in a studio. If this performance is recorded and thereafter exploited without the permission of the performer, then the performer's right is infringed. Supercassettes Industries v. Botla Cassette Industries In this case the issue was whether by performing slash singing a song which has already been written down and performed, gives the new singer any exclusive rights over the underlying song. It was held that in such a scenario. The performer himself does not have any rights over the underlying song and hence cannot restrain others from performing that song. Exclusive Rights of Performers The performer has been granted the exclusive rights of making a sound recording or a visual recording of the performance. This right of the performer extends to reproducing the performance in any material form including storing of it in any medium, issuing the copies of the performance to the public, communicating it to the public selling or giving on commercial rental or offer for sale of any copy of the recording, communicating or broadcasting the performance to the public except where it has already been broadcast. Acts not infringing the performer's rights A performer's right is not infringed by any adaptation or modification which does not constitute copyright violation under Section 52. Moreover, any recording, whether in the sound or visual form, done solely for personal use or for teaching or research purposes does not violate performer's right. Also, any use of the performance, whether in the form of broadcast, reporting, bona fide review, teaching or research etc., which is consistent with fair dealing does not constitute the violation of performer's right. Moral Rights of Performers In addition to the exclusive right of exploitation of the performance, the performer has also enjoyed certain moral rights. The performer has the right to be identified as the performer of his performance, and to restrain or claim damage in respect of any distortion, mutilation or other modification of his performance that would be prejudicial to his reputation. Phonogram Producers The term phonogram is used to refer to any sound recording, under the Rome Convention, it must be composed exclusively of a sound recording, although some national laws protect film soundtracks with the same measures to the extent that they are not also protected by other rights. The producers of phonograms, that is the person who makes the recording rather than the person who performs, has the right to prevent the direct or indirect reproduction of the recording, Article 10 Rome Convention, Article 2 Geneva Phonograms Convention. The WPPT adds the rights to license. The distribution of their phonograms, 
for sale or other transfer of ownership, Article 12. The rental of their phonograms, unless there is a compulsory license scheme in operation, Article 13. The making available to the public of their phonograms, Article 14, in effect their publication on the Internet. Once a phonogram has been published, the producer cannot prevent its broadcast, an equitable fee for the license may be either agreed between phonogram producers and broadcasters or imposed by law. The Roman Geneva Phonograms Conventions specify a maximum level of formality required for protection of the phonogram, Article 11 Rome, Article 5 Geneva, countries are free to set a lower level, or not to require formalities at all. The maximum conditions are that each copy of the phonogram should be clearly marked with the symbol, P, that is a capital P within a circle, followed by the year of first publication, the name of the owner or exclusive licensee of the producer's rights. For Rome Convention countries only, the name of the person who owns, the license in, the performer's rights in the country where the recording was made. Countries signing the WPPT shall not require any formality for the protection of producers' rights. The conventions, Article 14 Rome, Article 4 Geneva, set a minimum term of protection of producers' rights of 20 years from the end of the year in which the phonogram was first published, or from its creation for unpublished recordings. The TRIPS Agreement, Article 14.5, extended this minimum to 50 years from the end of the year in which the recording was made. The term of protection in the European Union is 50 years from the end of the year in which the phonogram was first published, or from the end of the year of its creation for unpublished recordings, Article 3.2, Directive 93-98 EEC. For phonograms recorded in the United States the situation is more complicated. Recordings made before February 15, 1972, these are covered by state, not federal, copyright law although all rights will end on February 15, 2067 at the latest. Recordings made between 1972-15 and December 31, 1977 and published, 95 years from the date of publication. Recordings made and published on or after January 1, 1978, 95 years after the date of recording if the recording was made for hire, 70 years after the death of the producer otherwise. Recordings made on or after February 15, 1972 and unpublished, 120 years after the date of recording if the recording was made for hire, 70 years after the death of the producer otherwise. Broadcasting Organizations Article 13 of the Rome Convention specifies that broadcasting organizations shall have the right to prohibit, or license, the rebroadcasting of their broadcasts, the fixation, recording, of their broadcasts. The reproduction of fixations of their broadcasts. The communication of their broadcasts to the public in places where an entrance fee is charged. Article 14 of the Rome Convention sets a minimum term for the protection of broadcasters' rights of 20 years from the end of the year in which the broadcast was first made, confirmed by the TRIPS Agreement, Article 14.5. However, the Rome Convention is limited to broadcasts intended for the public. The Brussels Convention closes this loophole by providing for protection of satellite broadcasts not intended for direct public reception. In the European Union, broadcasters' rights last for 50 years from the end of the year the broadcast was first made, Article 3.4, Directive 93-98 EEC. Film Producers Directive 2006-115 EC and Directive 2001-29 EC provide rights to producers of the first fixation, master copy of a film or other audio-visual work under European Union law. 
These rights, similar to the rights of phonogram producers, are especially important in Europe, where the producer is not usually the initial owner of the copyright in the film itself. Film producers have the right to prevent the direct or indirect reproduction of the film, either the master copy or copies thereof. Article 2, Directive 2001-29EC. The distribution of the film, or copies thereof, to the public for sale. Article 9, Directive 92-100EEC. The making available to the public of the film. Art 3, Directive 2001-29EC. These rights last for 50 years from the end of the year the film was first published or otherwise made available to the public, or for 50 years from the end of the year the master copy was made if the film is not released, Article 3.3, Directive 93-98EEC. Database Creators Directive 96-9EC creates a sui generis protection in the European Union for databases that do not meet the criterion of originality for copyright protection. This is particularly important for databases that aim to be complete, as these lack the element of selection that might qualify them for protection as compilations under Article 2.5 of the Berne Convention, although their arrangement can still be considered creative. It is specifically intended to protect the investment of considerable human, technical and financial resources in creating databases, paragraph 7 of the preamble whereas the copyright laws of many member states specifically exclude effort and labor from the criteria for copyright protection. To qualify, the database must show qualitatively and or quantitatively a substantial investment in either the obtaining, verification or presentation of the contents. Their creators have the right to prevent extraction and or reutilization of the whole or of a substantial part, evaluated qualitatively and or quantitatively, of the contents of that database. This is taken to include the repeated extraction of insubstantial parts of the contents if this conflicts with the normal exploitation of the database or unreasonably prejudices the legitimate interests of the creator of the database. Database rights last for 15 years from completion of the database, the point when the criterion of substantial investment is fulfilled, or from the date when the database is publicly available, whichever is later. The protection period runs until 31 December of the year when it expires. If there is a substantial change in the database that qualifies as a substantial new investment, a new protection period is granted. Article 10. Photographers. Each new technology for creative work has led to debate over what protection should be accorded to such works, as has been the case most recently for software copyright and database rights. Similar debates occurred over the copyright protection of photographs. The Berne Convention allows a shorter period of protection than for other works. 25 years from creation rather than 50 years post-mortem octoris, Article 7.4, and many countries apply a different period of copyright protection to photographs than to other works. An alternative approach, adopted notably by Germany and Italy, has been to offer full copyright protection to photographs that are clearly artistic works and protect all photographs, whatever their creative value, by a shorter sui generis related right. This focuses the debate on those photographs that still have value at the end of the sui generis protection, no one would bother to try to protect photographs without value, which are the photographs most likely original. However it also means that photographs are subject to a higher test of originality than other works of art, with copyright being reserved only for those the courts felt to be particularly meritorious, in contravention of the spirit, if not the letter, of the Berne Convention. The sui generis protections are found at section 72, erg for Germany, 50 years, and arts. 87 to 92, 20 years.
the different treatment of photographs and other artistic works was eliminated by European Union Directive 93-98 EEC, Article 6, which states that the only applicable criterion for copyright protection is that the photograph be original in the sense that they are the author's own intellectual creation, a lower criterion than used until then, but equivalent to the criterion used for other copyright works. The sui generis protection may be retained for photographs that do not meet this criterion, for example, photographs taken automatically such as for a passport. Designers Design rights fall between copyright and patent law, they are sometimes considered to be industrial property and sometimes a related right to copyright. The Berne Convention requires the protection of applied art but allows a shorter protection period of 25 years after creation. Although it requires protection to the same minimum standards as for copyright, the convention does not require that the protection be called copyright, a fact used by many countries to protect applied art and certain artistic designs by a related design right. In countries where applied art can be protected by normal copyright term, for example, Germany, an extremely high level of originality and creativity is demanded. Insofar as designs are considered to be industrial property, their international protection falls under the Paris Convention for the Protection of Industrial Property. Semiconductor Designers A common sui generis design right protects the design or topography of semiconductor materials, particularly integrated circuits. These are protected internationally by the IPIC Treaty of 1989, see Integrated Circuit Layout Design Protection, and in the European Union by the Directive 87-54 EEC. The reproduction of a protected topography is prohibited, as is the import of infringing materials, Article 5. Protected topographies may be identified by a capital T in a variety of forms, including T, Article 9. The exclusive rights of the designer last for 10 years from the first commercial exploitation, or for 15 years from the first creation for topographies that are not exploited, Article 7. The Law School of America we hope you're enjoying the Law School of America's podcasts. The Law School of America is a free service brought to you by our sponsors. Our goal is to bring you the education of a law school at your convenience, and the ability to learn at your own pace, and of course, at no cost to you. This has been a Creative Commons licensed podcast. The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation incorporated under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America. Mm-hmm.